0: When you want to succeed as bad as you want to free then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know. So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fear, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. Um, We got one main topic and a couple smaller topics we're going to talk about today. So I saw this video last week on uh, Instagram of a uh, female strength athlete who is one of the best in the world, so I have a lot of respect for her, and she had a video on um, what gets you the best results um, as far as how you're doing your strength training, whether you're in a strength phase or a hypertrophy phase. And just to clarify that a little bit, strength is generally like three to six reps. Um, You know, it's heavier weight. Um, You know, it's pretty specific to, um, you know, how you're competing. So when it comes to powerlifting, it's specific to, you know, you're going to be using, you know, the same bars and equipment that you'll use when you compete in that sport. and uh, hypertrophy what that is is higher reps generally like 8 to 12 Um, there could be some variation there probably ought to be variation in the exercises so it's not real specific to uh, your sport so um, and basically there's a lot of uh, question in fitness exercise in this field you know coming from you know even other trainers but a lot from, uh, uh, you know, your, your people that are working out for their own personal benefit. What's going to do the most for them as far as losing fat, getting stronger, all that kind of stuff. I think this girl's specific video was what's the best for getting stronger, strength or hypertrophy. Um, and what hypertrophy stands for is muscle growth. So, you got two different words, hypertrophy and atrophy. So, you know, we probably hear the word atrophy more often because it has to do with our health. So, a lot of times when somebody's health is declining, um, you know, there's muscle atrophy. So, they may talk about that in a medical sense. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, so, hypertrophy means muscle growth. So, the muscles are getting bigger. Um, and then strength just refers to you're, you're able to lift more weight, basically. Um, so... The question is, which one's better to ultimately get stronger? The obvious answer you would think would be strength uh, phase. Um, But it's really both. So, you know, if depending on how big your muscle is, just where it is currently, it can only get so strong. And then once you maximize that potential, the potential of that muscle at that size, you're going to have to put on more muscle to get stronger. Um, and we really do a combination of hypertrophy phase uh, training and strength phase training with our clients for the most part. We'll peak them maybe once or twice a year, which that may even be more often than what they need, um, to be quite honest. We, we like to peak our clients, which what that means is basically we're going to max them out yeah. and yeah. figure out what their maximum potential is. And we'll use that when we are in hypertrophy and strength phases, so we can give them percentages to, um, you know, better prescribe their weights for the day and you know for that cycle that they're following or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but basically, the answer to which one's better is is you need both. So you know they 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 both have meaningful um, purposes. So. You know, to get stronger and to increase your numbers, you're going to have to go through a strength phase to basically train your CNS, your central nervous system, and to strengthen the muscle. Um, but once you tap that potential out at that muscle size, then like I said, you're going to have to put on more muscle. Yeah. Uh, what you're going to do through, you're going to gain more muscle through hypertrophy rep ranges than you are strength rep ranges, which like I said, hypertrophy is about 8 to 12. Um. You know, and and like we always talk about doing compound movements, the things that target the most muscle tissue, using full range of motion, um, which is going to target the most muscle tissue. Um, you know, versus half range of motion or whatever, is going to give you the most bang for your buck, basically. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing this stuff, so um, you need a little bit of both, and even when uh, your goal is fat loss, uh, and you know, changing you know, body composition and the way you look, you also need a little bit of both because if you're always in a hypertrophy phase and eventually you're going to continue doing the same thing over and over again. And basically what exercise is actually science, I guess you might say is um, it's like a science experiment. So you apply, you know, a stimulus to your body and then you're going to get an adaptation and if you don't change that stimulus at some point your body is going to say okay i've already adapted this i don't need to change
0: anymore right right
1: what you see very often you know if you go to you know the gym down the street um and you know you see the guy who runs on the treadmill for a mile then he goes and does dumbbell chest press and then he goes and does curls and he always uses the same speed on the treadmill uh and the same weights on his chest press and his bicep curl and you'll notice the guy did not change over a ten year period. Um so the reason that is is because his body adapted to that stimulus, you know, nine and a half years ago. Right. So that's why both phases are extremely important. Um and you need to constantly be changing that stimulus. So, you know, it doesn't need to be anything drastic, but generally what we do is we'll increase weight every week. Um With individuals that aren't as strong, then we may increase their reps. Um, You can also alter their rest periods between sets. So the muscle either recovers more or recovers less. Um, All those things change the stimulus. So typically what we do is we go up 5 to 10 pounds per week on the the major movements that they're doing. Um, And, you know, we'll work through a hypertrophy phase that way. And, you know, we may go, you know, 8 to 12 weeks while we're doing that, we'll have a few, we'll deload every four weeks or so where we basically give them a break and, you know, we we'll either reduce the weight or reduce the, the total volume, which is the amount of work. So we'll do, you know, half the reps or whatever it may be, but it basically gives their body a, a break and a chance to catch up. So when you lift weights, um, you're applying a stimulus to your body and you're breaking it down. So you're basically digging a hole and then when you rest over the next week or whatever it is between those muscle groups obviously you're going to train more than once a week your body's going to go in there and fill those holes in and repair those that muscle tissue and it's going to get bigger and stronger over
0: time yeah so it's interesting man i it, it seems like there's there's so much going on here as far as like like as far as uh all all of the different variables that you're discussing that like, uh, I, I was, I mean, I, I, you know, from my limited background, I knew, oh, well, if you wanted to tone, you lifted more reps with less weight. If you wanted to bulk up, you lift. that was, that was the dumbed down version that I was taught, like as a high school kid playing football and, you know, having no direction. But what I wanted to ask you is, is there, like you're talking about the, the system that you guys use, giving some, giving a break giving the body a break after four weeks. Is there a, is there a name for the system or is it, something, is it something that proprietary that you've developed just through your own experience or is it a combination of different things that are using? Like where does, uh, is there somewhere where people could find out stuff? I mean, I know information's everywhere, but it seems like there's a lot of misinformation places. So is there somewhere that you could point people to if they were, you know, if they're not in Kansas City and they're not going to come here and, and, you know, train, is there a place where they can sit there and find out, um, yeah, you know, I should be doing X amount of reps with X amount of my, you know, my max weight for three weeks and then I should do this to, you know what I mean? Or is that just something that, that they kind of have to, they have to wade through all this information and figure it out on their own. Does that make sense?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, there's, you know, there's there's a, number one, there's a reason why it's a career. Right. So, I mean, it's, you know, it is, it can be complicated, but in its most basic sense, yeah, you can definitely Google it. Um, you know, and you're basically just going to, you're going to Google, uh, you know, resistance training programming. Right. You know, uh, common ones linear periodization, which is basically what I just said with what we do. We'll, we'll go up every week and wait. Okay. Um, so linear periodization just means it follows a linear process of we're going to go up five pounds a week for 12 weeks. Right. You right, know, right. and then ju- usually they use percentages, but um, you can basically get an idea, <clears throat> um, you know, what reps you should be using by your percentages. And, you know, most of the time you should be trying not to fail. So. You know, generally what we'll do is we'll start with eight to 10 reps at the high end or at the, I guess the low end, you'd say at the beginning of our cycle. Mm -hmm. So when we start somebody back over and we're doing 10 reps, we're usually doing multiple sets. So maybe two to four sets. And we'll follow that you know maybe up to seventy percent. we usually jump uh two percent a week, so two and a half, so we'll go seventy seventy two and a half seventy five gotcha you know which I just messed that up. we start at sixty rather so sixty sixty two and a half sixty five sixty seven and a half um, seventy <clears> percent <throat> and really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to hit p r so personal records um along the way with you know a, a rep p r so you know, say the most somebody's ever done for eight on a bench press is 80 pounds. Well, then this cycle, and that was last cycle or whatever, this cycle I'm going to try and hit, you know, 80 pounds for more than eight reps, or I'm going to try and hit 85 for eight. Right. You know, so I'm always trying to push the needle a little bit farther. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so generally we'll start at, at 10 reps at 60%, and we'll build that up to maybe 67%, so we'll have four weeks of 10s, uh, and then we'll usually go about 70 to, you know, maybe... 77 80 percent at eight reps so when we're getting close to that so we're getting close to 67 70 percent in the 10 rep range that's you know getting close to a pr there we should be yeah um when we're getting to 80 percent for a set of eight that's a pr okay um when we're getting up to you know so then we'll go from 80 or 82 whatever it is to 90 percent um we're going to be working in the the three to five rep range so now we're in a strength phase yeah um you know, we might be trying to get a set of five with 87, 90%. Gotcha. You know, and it's probably okay. hitting a, a PR. Yeah, yeah, You know, and if you do your, your hypertrophy uh, phases properly, um, you should be stronger when you go back into that strength phase. Right, right. And just another thing to throw in there, generally with new people, which, you know, um, that's generally what happens. You know, most people have never strength trained properly or have never strength trained at all. So when they come in, they need to be spending the majority of their time in the hypertrophy phases. Right. So, you know, they need to be between, you know, 60 and 80% roughly yeah. for the most part because they're learning movement. Um, you know, they're learning how to brace, um, you know, all these things. And, and repetition is usually one of the best things they can do. To learn how to move properly so're they 're getting coordinated to the sure, movements, sure now, <clears throat> if they 're doing them incorrectly, then you 're reinforcing bad habits, so that 's why it's so important to have you know somebody you know working on your technique or or whatever um, now, I will say think one thing i've found as far as sh- the strength phase goes is. I do think it's good to do some strength phase work with um, really everybody because some people just need to be taught how to exert force. Okay. You know, there's a lot of people who just don't know how to bear down. Right. And, you know, squeeze as hard as they can or whatever because yeah. it's something they've never done. Yeah. Um. So th- teaching somebody that will have huge carryover when you go back into the hypertrophy phase. Okay. So we do use a lot of both and like I said we'll peak people a couple times a year to kind of see their max it's also motivating for people um, <clears throat> now with that being said if somebody cannot perform a movement correctly mm-hmm. then I'm not going to take them up to those heavier weights sure. definitely not going to max with them I'm probably not even going to take them down to three to five reps Right, right. you know because they got to learn how to move properly first Yeah. Um, now sometimes I will also keep people at lower reps you know three to five whatever it may be um, <clears throat> as I'm trying to teach them proper movement, because one thing that'll happen when you get deeper into a set, so you get to eight or nine, eight or eight or 10 reps, rather, um, their breathing becomes uncontrolled and breathing is one of the most important things when it comes to bracing and proper form, then it's just, it's a mess and they, they can't perform the movement cause they're getting tired, Yeah, you know, so they're doing a bunch of, of, uh, work incorrectly
0: and what what is what is bracing is that just like the way you're standing the way the way you're setting your body up or is that the muscles that you're that you're physically like contracting while you're doing a lift when you say bracing what do you mean by um
1: that? it's basically holding your torso tight so okay. your your torso should be like a piece of steel okay <clears throat> there should be no movement in it so a common word is intra-abdominal pressure, or common phase, rather, intra-abdominal pressure. Uh, you'll hear people call it IAP, um, you know, which is basically the valsalva maneuver. So you're pushing your diaphragm down, you're holding your air, um, <clears throat> you're holding your torso solid. Yeah, okay. You know, uh, So one thing they teach is <clears throat> to breathe out during the hard part, so to exhale during the contraction, Inhale during the eccentric portion of the movement. Um, <clears throat> well, that's okay if you're doing jazzercise. Right. <laughs> uh, if you're doing strength training, that is terrible. Okay. Uh, advice. Um, and it actually increases your risk of injury. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Bracing is very important for spinal health and I mean knee health, hip health, uh, shoulder health. It kind of holds all those things in place. So. Yeah. It holds your torso stable so everything else can do the work it's supposed to do gotcha gotcha you know otherwise you're losing energy through anything that's not solid yeah yeah okay uh, it's a pretty loaded thing it takes a long time to teach people that but once they learn that they're I mean I could get somebody that comes in that doesn't know how to brace and say they could squat 100 pounds I could teach somebody how to brace and it could add 150 pounds of their squat okay. immediately yeah. now they generally will not learn it immediately but right, right, right. Um, it makes a world of difference yeah okay So, um, so I think that basically fills most of that in what we were talking about as far as I thought that was a great video that girl put out. Like I said, she was talking more about, uh, um, from a strength training standpoint, her name's Steffi Cohen, by the way, she's extremely strong. Um, and probably one of the better ones. She's, she's a a physical therapist as well. So she's very intelligent. Um, but you know, and I believe that the average person should be doing the same stuff. They should be trying to get stronger. Sure. You know, I think I kind of mentioned that, but just to, uh, finish and summarize what I was saying, um, you know, they should be getting, trying to get stronger. So then they improve the amount of weight they can lift when they, when they go back to their hypertrophy phase. Um, and then the hypertrophy is going to grow muscle, which is going to make you stronger, which ultimately all this stuff is going to make your body look better, uh, raise your metabolism. And, uh, really get you towards your goals which is you know looking and feeling better sure yeah so <clears throat> um i think some uh other topics that we we're going to talk about today is uh is it called the impossible
0: burger and there's a couple different ones out there but i it's funny i work with a uh i work with the bar in grill in town and um whatever it, there's a couple big ones i the impossible is one and the other one i can't remember the name of the other one but there's there are there are these, I guess meat replacement. I don't even know what you, yeah, I think uh, it's like whatever, whatever they're called. They're popping up left and right. And the, the, the bar that I work for, I mean, they can't keep them in style. A lot of places, I think burger, one of the big, Burger King I think does. Yeah. Yeah. One of them carries it. um, And they just, they sell, they're selling like hotcakes, you know, but the more, and the funny thing is you sent me this, Jamie sent me a, uh, an Instagram post about it. And, You know, I, I, I don't, I have no desire to eat fake meat. So I like, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, it's one of those. I I, I don't care if you're a vegetarian or whatever. I understand why people are into it, but I'm not bothered by it. I, you know, the only thing that I, that I probably don't like is the amount of like, um, the amount of steroids and whatnot are pumped into these animals. I mean, I grew up on a farm. I was talking to my girlfriend this morning. I'm like, you know, I grew up on a farm. We ate meat. It was roast beef, hamburgers, steak, five nights a week. But it was all it was all we grew it all ourselves. My dad, you know, so I never had to. I, I wasn't a. We weren't buying. We never bought beef at the grocery store ever. So, I guess I was really lucky in that capacity. But what really blew my mind was in South. Like I said, South Park did an episode on this about these these scientists basically creating this meat. And it's just, it's not, uh, it's not good. It's not, it's not, there's, they say it's plant-based, but I feel like it's more of just goo, you know? Like when you'd see, like, you remember when, when they came out with that, with the, uh, the chicken nuggets and it was like this pink, it was on one of those documentaries, like that pink slime. I thought
1: that was a hamburger.
0: Was it the hamburger? Or
1: maybe it was a hamburger at uh, Taco Bell. I thought.
0: Okay, maybe. That's, I don't know. But. You know what I'm talking about, though. There's <laughs> that, that pink slimy. Yes. Shit that they ended up somehow fashioning into meat, and I don't. It was some. That was some food documentary from back. Back in the day, I mean, probably last 20 years or something like that. But yeah, it's just what what's starting to come out is what they're pumping into these impossible burgers. And James, do you know like what what what, what struck you about that?
1: Well I mean I don't know what they put in it I follow a guy on uh, Instagram His name is Sean Baker Uh, He's an MD Um, He's got a book called The Carnivore Diet I've been following for quite a while Uh, He's a carnivore himself So all he eats is meat Um, So he's constantly putting out Information about You know all things That are basically wrong with the message We're uh, given about eating Nutrition Um, And You know, it's basically dog food is what it is. Um, Yeah, yeah. uh, You know, it's just, it's, you know, anything that's made in a facility, a factory, whatever, is not good for you. You know, we should be trying, anything we eat should be, you should be trying to get it from its most natural source. Right. You know, meat, vegetables, rice, oatmeal, eggs. right. Fruit, Yeah. yeah. All that kind of stuff. You know, when it's been... <clears throat> process in a factory they're adding shit to it yeah um yeah
0: the less you know. steps between whatever that was in Absolutely. the time you eat it is the better like i said for me growing up it was ideal we'd hire the butcher he came out twice a year and however many you know everybody in my family would buy a side of beef or whatever right yeah so there was zero the only step between us was the butcher and all that guy did was literally butchering meat and uh you know i really took that for granted as a kid because i just didn't know any better but but now it is. And that's what you, you hear a lot of people that are growing their own, you know, growing their own, whatever you can do on your own. But yeah, I just, it's, it's freaky what they're, what people are willing to put into their bodies, especially it's like, man, you don't know what's in this stuff. And it, it's kind of like the vaping thing almost. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not cigarettes, but you don't know what it, it, it hasn't been, it hasn't been in existence long enough to know what the long-term effects of it are going to be. You know, so it's just I i don't know it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing to be doing in the name of uh of health, I guess you know
1: well, I mean, I think you can look at the effects of all this crap if you look at how much um obesity diabetes heart disease cancer all these things exploded you know since we started uh consuming more and more processed foods, which I'd say is i don't know probably seventies or eighties yeah um you know and uh you know, the disease rates have exploded, but, uh, you know, and you can, you can research that stuff online. I remember there's one I read and I think I probably mentioned this before. I imagine I tell everybody the story. Um, I read, uh, years ago about, I think it was Japanese women have a a breast cancer rate of like 4% with their, um, with their native diet. And, uh, um, within uh, I want to say months or years of adopting an American female diet, they match our um, our rate of, you know, the, the American female's rate of breast cancer, which I think is 40%. So, um, you know, and I think this is something Sean Baker's posted a lot too. He's the, the carnivore the guy that I mentioned earlier. Um, I think it Japanese have the longest uh, – lifespan and they consume a pound and a half of meat a day, which is also the highest, uh, consumption, average consumption of meat a day, uh, in, in the population. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think the information is out there if you look for it, but the problem is just like with exercise, um, you know, there's so much misinformation out there and, yeah, and uh you know people trying to make make money um on our i guess
0: misfortune yeah yeah know? i mean that's that's so. that's the uh
1: <clears throat> but a big thing on all this uh uh let's see i'm trying to find it here um a big thing on all this uh, uh, fake meat basically and like soy and uh what are some of the other ones soy so is the
0: big one yeah I you know
1: like pea protein and all this bullshit um the amount of estrogen so soy is a big one with estrogen i don't know if any of the other ones but uh i know that's something they've found with the so here's one right here the impossible whopper has 44 milligrams of estrogen and the whopper has two and a half nanograms of estrogen wow that means the impossible impossible whopper has 18 million times as much as much estrogen as the as a regular whopper. Is that a lot? <laughs> um they also compare the level of estrogen in the impossible burger to soy milk which I just mentioned. Um let's see. Um, He also wrote that eating four of the vegetable burgers daily would result in a human male growing breast. Um, Just six glasses of soy milk per day has enough estrogen to grow boobs on a male. Um, That's the equivalent of eating four Impossible Whoppers per day. You would have to eat 880 pounds of beef from an implanted steer to equal the amount of estrogen in one birth control pill. So... You know, you mentioned the chemicals and the hormones earlier. It doesn't even hold a candle to this crap.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And what's funny about that is I read a story about that as well years ago. Um, I was still at Lifetime because I remember I was sitting in the cafe when I was reading this. Um, There was a guy, he was probably 60. He had uh, some form of cancer or whatever, and um, he... Uh, so I think he went into remission and then at that point he's like, all right, I'm going, you know, I'm going to start eating real healthy and all this stuff. And he started drinking soy milk and he was drinking up to a gallon a day. Oh geez. Yeah. He started having emotional mood swings, crying. Uh, he grew boobs, all this stuff. Doctor could not figure it out. Yeah. This went on for a couple of years, uh, maybe a year. I don't know. Went on for a while. And then what he did was he's like, all right, well, I'm going to cut out the soy milk and Everything went away. Boobs went away. Um, mood swings went away. Crying, emotional, all that crap went away. Um, but yeah, it's been known for a long time. Um, this estrogen stuff, it's just, um, these, you know, vegetarians, vegans, they, uh, you know, and probably major media, they block that from getting out there. Right. Right. So, but, um,
0: Speaking of misinformation. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, I, I want you to tell the story. We don't have to talk about the name of the place. We didn't, we, we had talked about this before, but we didn't say we we're going to talk about it today. But but I think that th- it's a good story. So this time of year, I'll go ahead and share. I, I'll i tell you what I, I told Jamie when I, I was coming in here. So there's a product that started getting advertised last year, I guess. It's pretty new, right? The mirror. The mirror. Is that what about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know shit about this stuff and I haven't, and that's what's been so interesting about doing this with Jamie and I want, if there's anything I could do, it would just be to let people know the reality of it. And I told Jamie this earlier, I feel like every industry is like that. Like when you get, when you look behind the curtain and you see how things like, you see how things really are versus how they're portrayed in advertising and media and whatnot, I feel like, like, I mean, it could be the insurance industry. You know, I work with a guy that, it's an insurance broker and the things I've learned about. It's the same. It seems like it's everywhere, but with this, it's your health and it's, and, and it, there's all these emotions tied to it and everything. But Jamie had mentioned on a podcast, I don't know, a couple months ago when about this mirror thing or whatever I'm driving. Um, I was, I was on Facebook today and a guy that I know, and I don't know him super well. He's a super nice guy, but you know, he made this long post and he had gotten himself up to like 400 pounds, I think. And, uh, you know, he started, working on his diet in november he's down like 25 or 30 pounds something like that since november which is great good for him but the thing that caught my attention was that he had ended up getting a uh one of the he got this mirror you know he got this mirror thing and this and he's like oh it's so you know it kicked my ass and i'm so pumped about it and all i wanted to do like i mean i feel like i feel like i just came in here and jamie's just like it, it everything he said makes sense on this podcast but it's all shit that i didn't know and it's stuff that you have to dig to find the truth you know and and this is one of those things where i wanted to reach out i mean i'm not going to do this because i'm not i don't know him well enough to reach out and say you know especially he just bought this thing and i know it's not cheap so i don't be like look bro you just got you just, how much what? is
1: one of those things Dude, you I, know
0: i have no idea but it, what it, it's technology i mean it's got to be I need to start selling some let's stupid look, shit like. Yeah, that. let's look. I, I I am interested to I'm know kidding. what what it, but I'm I'm I curious. I wouldn't do that. I, uh, no, I, well, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I need but,
1: to do it in an industry they don't care about. Me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> But like, that's. I, I you know you look at things like the Peloton bike, and now there's a million different bikes that are knockoffs of it, and all this shit. And you look at it, it's like, dude, there is. It, 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 and and again, I probably didn't notice this before. I, I never thought about it, but when you know what Jamie says, like every time you see a fitness model pimping this shit out they're they're leading you to believe that these people got these bodies by doing the by using the equipment that they're promoting when in reality their job is to look like a fitness model so they're 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 doing all the shit that Jamie talks about as far as the diet the exercise all the but there there's always weight training involved always but they don't ever say that so how much? at 1,500 bucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I hit my, hit my head. I hit my head on a shelf. Wow. Holy. Hey, God. or you can
1: pay as low as $42 a
0: month. Oh, which is even worse. God, financing this shit? <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Get it together, America. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. I just, anytime I see things that are not like, I don't even know. That, that are not houses or cars that be like, yeah, you can buy this mattress for 30 bucks a month. I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? Like, <laughs> all right, we're, we're off topic. But anyway, so I saw but it, it's this time of year, Jamie had another story about a new client of his that came in. And he told me this before, but this time of year, you know, everybody's doing it. Now, Look, I'm doing it too. I'm starting to work. Jamie's going to get my fat ass in shape this year. I'm pretty excited about it. And so I'll be telling those stories too. But you know, you see all this stuff and everything that I listen to Jamie beat the drum about it's it's amplified by a thousand this time of year because everybody's doing this stuff but jamie talk about the your new client we don't and obviously we don't need to name the the chain but this gal had been working at she four years she'd been going to a place that that markets itself as a a strength training
1: do they do they say they're strength they, Well,
0: Well, yeah, they do because a friend of mine does it and she loves it, and she's like, "Well, we do weights and stuff like that." I'm like, "Well, you know, of course." Now I'm I'm like I'm the guy that's like, "Well, I don't know if like you know." And, and this girl I do know well enough to be like, "Well, you know, if you're happy, you know, whatever." But uh, but this story right here is what lets me believe that that Jamie actually does know what he's talking about. So
1: yeah, well, um, I mean, I've had this happen, you know. Um I've had this happen more times than I can count over the years uh but I had somebody come in and you know with best intentions so nothing against uh the individual and um she's been you know working out I mean quite honestly if you're working out I mean you should be getting stronger right you know uh so she's been working out for 4 years at this place and uh she couldn't do um uh, just some normal movements on day 1 and 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 she she was a hard worker you know and and she was doing you know what i was telling her to do she just didn't have the muscle endurance um yeah
0: so this this is no fault of her
1: no not at not all not at all it's, this is more um,
0: of a, this is on the industry this is on this this chain
1: yeah and i mean my thing is is i i mean i could i, I could tell you five stories um my thing is with that is you're not a fitness business at that point yeah, um yeah. you're not Making people better you're essentially a you know a six a m or a nine a m nightclub right you know I mean all you got to do at that point is start serving drinks right right um so uh what was the other one I was thinking I had another one um, what was it i I know I had one years ago. I had a couple come in, and um they'd been working with a trainer, so i mean it's really just industry wide yeah, but they had been working with a trainer. Um, for 18 months. Yeah. And day one when they came in, they didn't know how to squat. Wow. And I mean, I think maybe we have talked about this before. Yeah. But, um. I mean, I live every single day thinking I could get fired by every single one of my clients. Right. I think that to this day. Right. Um. If I'm not living up to my on, to my end of the deal. Yeah. And, dude, these people that provide these services aren't living up to that deal ever. Right. And people just continue to pay them. And it's just, um, it's it's just mind boggling. So I remember my other story. I, there was a lady and I, I heard this story from one of my other trainers. There's a lady that, uh, she does, um, jazzercise and yoga, I think. And then she just started strength training with us three or four days a week. And she said to one of my trainers, she said, you know, I have a social life, too. I can't be working out, you know, seven, eight times a week, whatever it is. (laughs) And I said to my – he was telling me a story. And I said to my trainer, I go, you need to set her straight and let her know that jazzercise and yoga is not working out. Right. Those are social. (laughs) It it really – I mean, that sounds funny. I'm not being funny at all. Right. right. That's social. Yeah. Because you're not getting – exercise you're not getting adaptation out of that yeah which to me that's the whole reason you exercise is to get your body to adapt to what you're doing yeah so you get in better shape um you know so that was and it's just this industry is just such a shit show um that people have people don't even know they're getting screwed over no they don't and they just they've come to accept this shit
0: yeah you know um yeah most of it's most of it's ignorance and like i said if you don't if you're strictly a layperson, or you're on the consumer end of this shit, there's no way you have to, you have to seek this information out. That's the, that's the thing. And it's easier now with the internet, obviously it's easier to get, to get this stuff out there. But I mean, we have been so bombarded with the, you know, the cardio thing is the easiest one to point to. There's the idea that that's how you lose weight. That's how you, and, and once you start, once you hear the basic science behind it, then it's, it's frustrating even for me. And I, this is not how I make my living. This is not the industry that I'm passionate about. I mean, I'm passionate about your business, but I don't, this is not my, like I haven't dedicated my life to this and it frustrates me because literally every person I know is not that they struggle with their weight, but they're, they're, they're aware of it. Right. And they're all in some capacity. They're, they're being taken advantage of by, I don't, this, I mean, it sounds like the system, but like for real, like the system or by just public perception, whatever you want to call it, they're just being, I don't know. They're, they're they've been, we're just, we're, we're being lied to 24 seven about this stuff Yeah, by multiple sources. And it's, fru- it's frustrating. That's all. That's all.
1: Well, I think we said this last podcast, um, healthy people don't make people money, right? You know, so if they would get your results and teach you how to keep results, then You know, it wouldn't be a billion-dollar industry or whatever it is. Right. But uh, um, there was something I was thinking about there. Uh, I was going to mention two things. One of them was I sent you this ad on Instagram. Um, I know what it was. It was controlled breathing and and cardio, which I'll come back to that. Um, That makes no sense, but it makes sense to me. So there's this thing called ARX Fit. Um Oh, I saw that, yeah. Like com- the- complete horseshit. Turn your passion for health, fitness, and biohacking, which biohacking, like, run the other direction. Dude,
0: anytime people say, they, they call it growth hacking in social media. It's Fucking growth idiots. hacking. It's like, well, there's no such thing.
1: Into a profitable business. So this is... <laughs> Whacked your head a few times. This is targeting personal trainers. Introducing ARX, a new technology that can launch your fitness career and help you level up your current one, or help you level up your current one. What is ARX? It's a full week of exercise in eight minutes. Oh, Christ. Eight minutes? Is that even possible? Yes. You are so full of shit. And then they talk about, you know their their spiel of bullshit, but
0: I mean who the fuck believes this crap? Dude, I, well, you have heard of the four hour work week, work week, right?
1: I have, and I I have a lot of respect for Tim Ferriss, I do who wrote too. that book. I do
0: too, but but it's a little misleading. Yeah. You know, and, and there's I guess he's got a book called the Four Hour Body? Some. My cousin texted four me about four minute. It. I
1: think it's, it's something Maybe like four that.
0: Minute. And I was just I it, my my cousin actually texted me about it over. He's like, Hey, have you heard of this? I'm like, Yeah, I like Tim Ferriss, but I, you know, like I, I get what he's saying, but I also am like, Look, you got to put in time to you know <laughs> to get better at anything. I'm not saying that you it, work smarter. Yes, obviously, you know, optimize your shit, get your systems in place, and and go to town. But don't don't expect anything of any. Relevance to occur with four hours of uh, a week put towards it, you know.
1: Yeah, he says the four-hour work or the four-hour body is what this is called. I okay, think. Yeah, which, that's it. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd have to read it, but uh, yeah. Um, so my other thing is, is and this is just kind of general advice to anybody listening that uh, isn't come to the gym. You'll definitely hear it if you come in here. Um, when I talked about bracing earlier and breathing, a common problem that all these um, frauds haven't you know a common theme they all have is they want to do cardio and weights at the same time right pick one you can't do both because the problem is for example the business we were talking about earlier I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly how it works but they're on treadmills they're on row machines and then they're lifting weights right right do you know if it's one after the other, how it goes? I have no, I, I no, I don't know anything about how they. Well, I, I mean, I'll use, I'll pick on CrossFit for a minute. I know they will like run a quarter mile and then do deadlifts, right? I mean, if you, if you ask me how to fuck up somebody's back, yeah, that may be how I would do it, yeah. Um, because you have to have controlled breathing. Uh, if you're if your breathing is, is erratic. Then you can't brace. And if you can't brace, then your technique is improper and you can hurt yourself. You know, so, I mean, number one, your risk of injury is much higher. Number two, you're not putting the stress in the muscle and making it grow. The stress is going to go in your joints, in your spine. Yeah. You know, so if you're doing this stuff where you're sweating your ass off and you're breathing heavy for a whole hour and you're doing weights with that, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's what a lot of these places advertise is, you're, you're, you know, their whole theme is you're going to walk out of there sweaty and tired and it makes you feel good, yeah. like you've done something. And, I mean, they're basically, uh, I say this all the time, but it's just physical activity. It's like a PE class. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's just wrong. And and the fact that they, they've gotten away with it for so long and they continue to get away with it uh, is what drives me crazy because... You know, they're stealing people's money. Yeah. But um, I think that's probably everything we have for today. Yeah, I'd say so. Um so I'll let Ryan tell you what to follow and all that stuff. But thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you next time.
0: Yeah, thanks for checking it out, you guys. Uh, you can check the, check out the website is plunkettfitness.com. You can follow along on Instagram at plunkett underscore fitness. If you like this, tell a friend about it. Jump on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess it is now. Rate, review comment subscribe all that kind of stuff thanks for listening guys we'll talk to you soon thank you for listening to the plunket fitness project please share with your friends subscribe rate and review for more info visit our website plunketfitness.com